Hey, welcome back to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune. I'm joined on this episode by uh, Ryan Singer. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, Ryan. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, and and for you, the listener, the topic that we're going to talk about is uh, uh, incidents of time travel. But before we get into that, Ryan, uh, I, I asked you to be on this episode because I feel like this is kind of in your wheelhouse. You do a podcast uh, along the same line. So let's let's plug whatever you want to plug uh, here up front. Uh, OK, well, cool. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to this chat. The uh, what you're referencing, I think, is I've been doing a paranormal podcast uh, mm-hmm. it's been kind of long form interviews and then also solo episodes and other weird things, too, from time to time called mm-hmm. Me and Paranormal You. I've been doing that for about eight and a half years. So there's about 650 plus episodes, all things paranormal and esoteric and mystical, supernatural, because for me, the paranormal means anything outside the normal. Yeah. Not just ghosts and or aliens and time travel. I've done I've done more than a few episodes on time travel. It's been a while. So I was trying to knock uh, some of the dust off uh, before recording here today. But I, <laughs> I think we're going to have a good time. So, yeah. And then uh, I also have a stand up special coming out. Uh, I'm not sure when this will release, but the stand up special will be before the end of the month in October mm-hmm. called Supernatural. And I believe that's going to be released on uh on the internet so okay. uh at this time i don't i don't think it's going to be on a streaming service i'm not sure we're still kind of figuring that out but there would be uh, a stand-up comedy special that i filmed in an, in, in a haunted school in uh post town ohio so uh, i'm really excited for that to come out it's my first uh special video special i've mm-hmm. got four albums but it's my first special that's coming out now with the the content of the special does it does it mesh well with uh being in a haunted school? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, over you know, just by virtue of doing a paranormal podcast for eight and a half years mm-hmm. and doing all the reading and research and stuff that I've always been interested in, it really started to influence my stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And so there's all kinds of you know, there's jokes about Bigfoot, about magic, you know, crystal. I mean, like just I'm into all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, it definitely, I think, fits the bill. Uh, the material is very, uh, you know, suited in a, in a location like that. Yeah. And, and uh, to watch for the special, just uh, follow Ryan on all the social media stuff, because I'm sure he'll be he'll be plugging that when it comes out. Um, and uh, you also you, last time we we met, which I we. I said this last time I, I saw you, it's like, we see each other about every uh, five years or something like, <laughs> you know, that thanks to the internet, you can keep up with somebody, but in person it's, you know, it's, it's few and far between, but do you have a crystal app as well? Yeah. It's called crystallize one word crystal E Y E S. It's mm-hmm. a crystal identification app that three of my cousins and I built and conceived during the pandemic. And it is on Android and iPhone. Uh, mm-hmm. It is free, but there's also a subscription service for unlimited identifications and collection size and things like that. So if you're a crystal lover and you want to you know, keep track of your crystal collection mm-hmm. and identify crystals, it's like the Shazam for crystals. Okay. So that's, that's what we're, that's the uh, idea there. Plus with some content and a 300 plus crystal database. So people can look up information on their favorite stones. Yeah. And I got to say, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but you're 
when your album, your I think your your first stand up comedy album, How to Get High Without Drugs, is one of my favorite ever stand up comedy albums, and I would say one of the best comedy albums of the last. I don't know how long it's been now, so it might be fifteen years. But uh, what what an album! I enjoyed it front to back, and it's uh it's traditional stand up, but then uh, it's also a little uh little weird too, and that's what I like about it. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, that came out in I guess the very very end of two thousand and nine, so two thousand and ten mm-hmm. technically, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah that that album was like the first moment I felt like, oh, maybe I'm a comedian, kind of, mm-hmm. right? Because it actually got reviewed by people I didn't know and things yeah. like that, and so. I was like, I don't care if the review tells me I'm the worst comedian in the world. Mm-hmm. If I'm just getting an album reviewed. Yeah. Right. That's all I cared about was getting a review. And, you know, luckily for me, it was, you know, they were very, you know, favorable reviews. And I was a little bit shocked to be, to be honest, but yeah. So uh, that album really kind of made me feel like, you know, I need to keep, you know, I can, I can keep doing this. I can keep mm-hmm. going. And it's these small victories. I mean, nowadays we live in a world where it's like album reviews and things like that. Everything is so much different in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I was really on the tail end of like when a CD was like something that you wanted to have. Yeah. I have it somewhere here, I think, but it was, it's one of the, now I feel like if there's for, when I release an album, you said you just want a physical copy of something because it's like a physical thing means I did it. It's here. It's right here. My second album, I was like, I don't need all that physical shit. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and and I feel like there's so such a bulk of anything that comes out anymore, especially with stand up comedians that sometimes the stuff can just be fleeting. It's out. And it's out there and there's, you know, if you don't have a physical thing to put it on the shelf or whatever, it's, it's hard to say that it's out. And then now we're on to the next thing, you know, the news cycle and the entertainment cycle is such that one thing will be out today, but then on Monday, uh, there's something new and it's like, uh, you, but that you took you three years to get the one thing. And now it's, now they're like, do it again. You know? Yeah. It's. You know, it's very Johnny Come Lately, that Eagles song, right? And yeah. like, what have you done for me lately? And I mean, I forget. I mean, and I, you know, and as a creator, at least for me, I mean, I even forget what I've created sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm always like on to the next thing. Like, I forget that I released a book. I think it was four years ago now, five years ago. I, I put out a book um, called Ryan Singer's Comedy Notebook. I mean, it's on Amazon. You can buy it there, but it's just a, um, it's like a replica of actually my stand-up comedy notebook because mm-hmm. um, of the way, you know, my set lists and things like that morphed over the years into kind of drawings and like abstract ideas that I would do before I go on stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was so proud and that took a lot of work to put that thing together. And my buddy, Chris Blim really helped me out as an editor. And I mean, I, cause I couldn't, I didn't know how to do all that stuff, but and then it's like that comes out and then it's just like, okay, well, what's next? And it's like, yeah. I even forget that I put a book out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and cause you know, sometimes I'll be sitting around and be like, oh man, I need to get a bite. Cause I've written a first draft of like a comedy paranormal memoir kind of mm-hmm. like book. And I'm like, I got to get this book out so I can be, and I'm like, oh, I've already put a book out. Just, <laughs> you know, stop being so damn hard on yourself. Yeah. I've not written a book, but uh, I, I will find myself you know, doing those, the, the redneck videos, the character alpha male, uh, like I'll, I'll, if something like sometimes news just comes back around, then I'll, 
look at my old notes from maybe a video I've done similarly. I'm like, oh, I've written the same joke about eight times and just <laughs> forgotten that I did that. And people will, or people will say things to me and they'll be like, do you remember when you said that? I'm like, no, not really. Yeah. But that that's really good. I'm proud of myself for saying that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just kind of forget sometimes what you've created. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so, it's, you know, it's like doing three shows on a Saturday by the, by the, by the late show, you don't remember what jokes you've already yeah. said. You're, you're in the middle of it thinking, am I, are they just looking at me? Cause I'm doing the same joke again. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like you're a time traveler. Oh, exactly. Okay. That's what I was <laughs> getting. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Like you do feel like you're in a time, like a weird time loop. Yeah. Well, uh, let's jump into our topic. I guess, first off, you've done episodes on time travel, but I'll, I'll ask the question. Do you, do you think time travel is real, Ryan? Well, first of all, I think that's a very complicated question, but I'll yeah. give you a basic answer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I do think it's real. Now, where you start to get, you know, I guess I don't want to say there's nuance. Well, I was going to say nitpicky, but maybe it's more nuance. Mm -hmm. For me, there's different types of time travel for sure. Mm -hmm. 100%. And to, to look at like the traditional form of time travel that most people, I think, would the images most people conjure in their mind when they hear the phrase time travel is your physical body going back backwards in time through a time machine or something like that and just kind mm -hmm. of like appearing somehow out of thin air in a mm -hmm. different time hopefully not in the middle of the street or falling from the sky like and start in the middle of cars bricks. or, or yeah, in yeah. the middle of bricks or something like that so uh, but I do think that when it comes to actual time travel, I mean, there could be, there are many different ways you can time travel and many people do already. Uh, I have a friend who has very strong dreams. Uh, she has premonition dreams. Mm -hmm. um, she can time travel in her dreams. Um, so there's like the, the waking, there's the sleeping mm -hmm. time travels. There's also memory is time travel. And yeah, and we can, we can time travel through our minds just by sitting here right now. And if you look around at everything that is around us, uh, whether it's the desk that I'm sitting at that was built in the past, or if I'm looking at the trees that are starting to, you know, turn yellow and orange here in the Midwest, you know, I can be transported to another time mm -hmm. in, in that way. But I mean, for the sake of, I think what people are most interested in, mm -hmm. we want to talk about the actual physical time travel, which, and you know, and I've smoked DMT only once, but you know, time warps, you feel like you're time traveling in a certain way where, you know, and everybody, it's a very popular phrase now, like there's no such thing as linear time or time's mm -hmm. not linear. And, and many of us, you know, love to say that phrase. And, and most of us probably don't really have a grasp on understanding what that even means myself included. And I think it was true detective where they're like, you know, time's a flat circle, man. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, what does that even, it's like a pizza. Like what, what the hell does that even mean? But the actual physical time travel, there are a few examples. There's one big example that I've always loved that we can get into mm -hmm. um, later, but I'm totally on board with the idea. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm totally on board with all of the different nuances of the idea as well. Mm -hmm. 
and that that's the yeah well usually when when you were speaking it, it, uh, i never it never occurred to me like a, a spiritual or dream time travel but because in in my head it's time travel's always been you get in the delorean and then you go back and you kill baby hitler yeah like yeah. that's kind of the the pop culture <laughs> those are the those are the yeah. hits yeah and i mean there is there's a book there's a really really great book by this guy dr brian weiss it's called Many Lives, Many Masters. It's about past life regression, hypnosis. And I, I just can't recommend this book enough. If, if you've ever even thought for a moment that past lives and hypnosis could be, either one of those could be real. Mm -hmm. And hypnosis is scientifically proven to be real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so let's, let, I guess let's not argue over that one, but it is an amazing book and it is, it, and you know, so through past life hypnosis and even through hypnosis, regression therapy, you can time travel. Mm -hmm. You are back in the moments of the past and mm -hmm. your mind believes you are there yet. You still somehow have an understanding that you're in the present as well. So you, mm -hmm. you are, you are tethered or anchored in the moment yet you have traveled in a very real way where you can see, you can almost feel and experience the past. And yeah, that's, and that's like at the, again, that's the spiritual time travel, but that like, to me, what I think what we're going to talk about is like, there's, there's science fiction time travel, the DeLorean, but then what, what I'm about to introduce is something I, I had, you know, I was I had to break it down for me because I'm not smart enough to talk about it. But it's like it's, it's science time travel. So and it, it deals with Einstein's theory of relativity and the speed of light. And I'm reading these articles last night and being like, oh, I don't understand any of this, you know. But I, I guess like, uh, you know, the, the gist of what I found out is like an observer uh, traveling at a high velocity will not experience time at a slower rate than somebody uh, than an observer who isn't speeding through space. So like one of the examples I found deals with astronaut Scott Kelly, who was born after his twin brother and fellow astronaut Mark Kelly. So you got Mark, you got Scott. Scott Kelly spent 520 days in orbit while Mark only spent about 54 days in space. The difference in speed, which they experimented, uh, experienced time over the course of the lifetime, has actually widened the age gap. So we have the quote from uh, from one of the guys. He says, so whereas I used to be just six minutes older, now I am six minutes and five milliseconds older. Which is. <laughs> so the difference between 54 days in space and 520 days in space is like you know, five milliseconds. So is that technically time travel? Yes, but it's not get in the DeLorean and kill baby Hitler. It's that's not, yeah, exactly. it's just now I'm slightly different, you know? And it's, it's definitely, and it's, I, I mean, you could even argue that it's an experience of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we're traveling through space, you know, that's why I think we, we have begun to realize that time and space are so, you know, I, I, when I say we, I mean, people who aren't astrophysicists or scientists and study all this stuff and probably, you know, knew this long time ago, but these things are, you know, they're intertwined. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can't extricate one from the other. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you know, as they say, it was like time is another dimension and which has always been a very difficult thing for me to wrap my brain around. And then Brent Weinbach, the very funny comedian, brilliant guy. He's like, well, think of time as a room. Right. And, and, and in that room, there's like, you know, the different corners of the spaces of the room. That's mm -hmm. where, that's where time, you know, that is what time is like, you can move to different parts. Right. And depending on like, you know, you get to the speed of, I think it's, now I'm a little rusty on some of this stuff, so I apologize, but I think it's, if you get to the speed of light, uh, you, time will essentially stand still. Mm -hmm. If I, yeah, it's something like that. And I'm sure like the movies, those other, those Christopher Nolan movies probably, you know, talk about all this kind of stuff too. It's, it's kind of like the idea of a black hole and being stuck there for eternity because, you know, time just kind of stands still, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But the, the, our experience of time is so unique and, um, uh, to the speeds of which we are traveling and to the gravity that is, I, you know, around us, I guess in that time, right. Mm -hmm. Um, that it is, you know, the further, the smarter we get, or the further down these scientific rabbit holes we go and we, you know, we start figuring out the fabric of the universe and, I think we will be able to manipulate our experience of time mm -hmm. in much, you know, greater fashion than we can now. There's, you know, there's, you know, people working on this and that's, you know, they're obsessed with it and it's their life's mission. Meanwhile, you know, we're making videos and, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, researching as much as we can the night before, or, you know, for maybe a, a week or two before we do an episode on a podcast and, you know, and we educate ourselves, but at the same time, mm -hmm. there's only so much time. Right. And at least as we understand it now to even be able to figure this, I mean, this is a very, this is one of my favorite things to talk about is time because, you know, it is, it, it's just so, I mean, I do believe that we're living in like, essentially it's a, it's a man-made prison of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And we only have, you know, you always hear like, you only have so much time, mm -hmm. you know, you got to use your time wisely. You know, I mean, time is everywhere. It's pervasive and everything in our world is dictated by time, whether it's your job or, you know, your life in general, how old were you when you died? What was the time of your birth? Yeah. But we also mm -hmm. made it up too at the same time. Exactly. Like that's why we could be like, oh, it's not five. It's actually four because of the <laughs> farmers or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just so wild. And then, you know, you, you get to like the actual science of it and it's like, okay, we can figure out how to manipulate time. And oftentimes you will hear people speak about how it's it is possible to go backwards going forward is a whole nother can of worms mm -hmm. and maybe i should say a whole nother can of wormholes but ah. the, um you know you often hear about going backward but you know forward at least when people who are legitimately talking about the science and the probability of doing such a time travel thing if I'm not mistaken, at least from what I've seen and read and listened to the forward thing is like a whole nother, like, let's figure out going back before we even try to think about going forward because yeah. the forward thing is, is just crazy. But now do you, 
if you are successful in going backward in time, now that you have to ask yourselves, like, you know, it's the whole back to the future thing. Are you changing the future by mm -hmm. these subtle things? And, you know, the Mandela effect became very popular. And know, let, let's talk about the that. Last the, 10 the years ago. The Mandela effect is what, what's the best example of the Bernstein bears one. The Bernstein bears thing is probably the best example. Um, as if there was like a split where, you know, everything just changed. Yeah, like, so they, not everything, but very subtle, small changes. And there are people who theorize that if someone has figured out how to do time travel and they go back and they affect change of some kind in the past, which is now, now in the mm -hmm. future or the present for us, that very, very small percentage changes would happen to the universe as we understand it. And we'd be lucky to even realize that at some point. Because yeah. if someone goes back and changes the past, therefore it has altered the future, we're not going to have an understanding of that. So this is the one thing where the Bernstein Bears thing becomes, I don't know, difficult for me to kind of mm -hmm. throw all my weight behind because we would not be able to remember this, right? We, um, It would have been forever changed. But that's yeah. if that was caused by a time traveler, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, who knows? And maybe it was the God particle discovery of the, you know, what is it? The Higgs, uh, Higgs know, boson the, particle. Yeah, maybe that changed everything. You know, maybe it was, you know, some other event mm -hmm. that caused a split, uh, the movie sliding doors, you know, whatever. Now we're in an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. Um Meanwhile, the rest are the other versions of ourselves are back over in Bernstein Bears universe. Yeah. Still. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I mean the big question you could ask yourself was, does it even matter? Yeah. And and the simple answer is no, it doesn't matter at all. Because what are we, we gonna still, do about it? unless we're we, building nothing, the yeah. time machine? Exactly. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we still have to eat, sleep, and use the bathroom. Yeah. I mean that there's the fundamentals of life change in absolutely no way. Now the question becomes then is like, why did someone go back and what did they change and why did they change it? Mm -hmm. And that those are questions we'll never have the answers to, at least seemingly, if in fact this happened. Yeah. Um now there are people who are purported time travelers who have traveled back in time from mm -hmm. their future, which is their present into our present, which is our, their past or whatever. And oftentimes these people are quickly discredited mm -hmm. as hoaxers, people looking for attention or just having fun or maybe science fiction writers, who knows, but probably the most famous one if you want to talk about it yeah jump into one um at least in my opinion probably the most interesting and fascinating one is the story of john teeter yeah i have the i have some uh stuff on him so you, if you want to introduce it then i have the beats of this one too so yeah about 22 years ago uh someone showed up on an internet message board at the beginnings of those things mm -hmm. and you know, basically something along the lines of said, greetings, I am from the future. Mm -hmm. uh, and from 2036 on a military mission. Yeah, on a military mission now. And so this mis message board uh, went a flutter. Now, this was in the, I don't, I, I don't want to say the glory days of Coast to Coast AM, which is the late night AM 
talk radio show started by Art Bell, mm -hmm. R.I.P. Art Bell, now hosted by George, George Norrie. Nori, yeah. Which and, we, this, we will talk about coast to coast later in the show as well. Okay. But this, this is like I spent a lot of long drives, you know, at 2, 2 a.m. listening to people talk about ghosts and interdimensional demons. And it's like some of it is like, I don't believe this at all, but it's fun. And then some of it was like, well, that's an interesting thought. But it's uh, yeah, it's a definitely a, a fun show. And there are older episodes with art bell on youtube if you're not familiar with the show because sometimes i'll say do you know coast to coast am and people will be like i don't even know what that is well apparently you don't stay at past midnight you know yeah <laughs> apparently you've never had to drive to uh vfw in west virginia to do a shitty one-nighter mm -hmm. uh and then had to drive back yeah because uh, <laughs> you couldn't afford a hotel yeah uh <laughs> so but he he starts popping up on the message boards he's uh He's uh, they're talking about it on Coast to Coast AM, but go ahead, Ryan. He actually calls into Coast to Coast, if I'm not mistaken, okay. um, offers to provide, you know, documents of the time travel machine, mm -hmm. which he does. Now, you know, lots of people were like, oh, wow, wow, this is very interesting. Now, he made um, and you might have some of the specifics in front of you. I, I don't have them all mm -hmm. in my mind anymore, but he made predictions uh, I, about I the future. Predictions, yeah. And I believe, you know, some of them actually came to pass, but many of them know, uh, yeah. kind of fell apart. Um, now one of them, it's interesting because when I, I was doing an episode, I don't know, six years ago about this on my podcast and, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this guy said there'd be a civil war. I mean, obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, and then you look at today, all these people <laughs> try to talk about how a civil war is going to happen. It's like, it's like, do you want a civil war to happen? Like the way you're talking about it is like, yeah. you kind of want a civil war to happen. It's those and, rapture people that are like, uh, you know, it's coming. It's, it's yeah, like, how bad do just, you want this rapture to happen, man? Yeah, they just want Jesus to come back so badly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I I don't think that's going to happen. But um, uh, well, the police state one is a, a prediction that you know can be argued, uh, you know, both ways, obviously. But the um, I'm trying to remember what are what are some of the predictions that he made because this is I think when it comes to a time traveler, right? Mm -hmm. I think these are the this is the you know what is it the bell cow or like these are like the things like you this want is the... the thing that will make people believe you because yeah. you have told them what the future holds it's the nostradamus you look back and you're like was he right type stuff you know so he predicts that an upcoming civil war in the united states having to do with quote order and rights he described it as beginning in 2005 with civil unrest surrounding the presidential election of that year and look, I, I'm like, maybe he's just off some years, <laughs> you know, maybe he was, you know, something got messed up in the timeline. But uh, the, Civil by War, a decade. Uh, the Civil War conflict is characterized as having a Waco type event every month that steadily gets worse and uh, would be pretty much at everyone's doorstep and erupt uh, by 2008. And as a result of the war. Uh, the, the United States split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. The Civil War, according to Teeter, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War III, and this is my favorite part. After the war, Omaha, Nebraska would be the new U.S. capital. 
uh, he said Teeter was vague to the exact motivations and cause of World War Three. At one point, he characterized the hostilities as being led by, quote, border clashes and overpopulation. So that, that that's, you know, that's a lot, but not a lot at the same time, because those this is where I call BS on a lot of stuff where everybody's intentionally vague just to be like, oh, it could happen. Like you, if you just are vague enough, it's like those. Those people that will contact the dead right in front of you. And they're like, I'm looking for an R. And I'm like, well, I know an R, you know, like that kind of thing where I'm like, be specific. If we're going to be specific, if you were there, tell me colors and names and stuff, you know. But those were some of the predictions was essentially civil war uh, and nuclear war in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Going fishing ain't predicting. Yeah. Yeah. Going fishing ain't predicting. And I mean, I think we should just get T-shirts that say that because like that, I, oh, an R, you know, you're fishing. You're not yeah. predicting. You're not contacting. You're not communicating. Now, there is, you know, it's not it's not so black and white when it comes yeah. to mediums and psychics and things like that. I, I, I definitely have, mm-hmm. you know, empathy and, and understand and understanding when it comes to that. But that's a whole nother show. But when it comes to the vagueness of these predictions, I think you're right now. If I were to travel into the past and someone said, well, can you tell me something that is going to happen uh, in the somewhat near future that will show to me that you are indeed from the future? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of anything that I could be like, OK, well, this is an event that I know all the specifics to and mm-hmm. I can give it to them and it'll blow their minds and enough people will know this and know about this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that there's a little bit of a struggle there for me when I'm just trying to off the top of my head right now, think of what I would be presenting to the people of the past yeah. to let them know that I am indeed from the future, because do I even remember the dates of such things that are hyper-specific mm-hmm. now names, uh, names of, of people and, you know, dates are, would be very convincing, you know, of, of large events like, mm-hmm. you know, elections and, or the death of something or someone, I suppose, unexpectedly things like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, so when it comes to teeter, and there was also, I think there was private investigators hired and all kinds of people have come in to try to, cause it was, you know, at the time it was such a compelling story. Oh yeah. And to, and to have this guy on the other end of a phone line, like part mm-hmm. of me is like, I want it to be real, but part of me is I don't care. Cause it's such a compelling lie, lie to me really well and make exactly. me believe, you know? Yeah, for sure. 100% um, on that same page. And what makes the teeter story so compelling is the time machine device. Um, when he was not afraid to be confronted by scientists mm-hmm. or to be challenged when it came to the, the nuts and bolts of everything he was saying and how it worked and the time machine device anyway, that he gave the blueprints for, they, they hold up. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as being a functioning or a functional machine mm-hmm. in general, now, now warping space and time, that's, that's a whole nother discussion, but the functions and the things about this machine that if I'm not mistaken, up until now, no one had seen a machine like this. Mm-hmm. 
who it held up against scrutiny. I now that's I, that's compelling. I didn't. Uh, I had it's like there were six parts, is what he talks about with the machine, and I read them, and I didn't put them in my notes because I was like. I don't even know what these words are. So I imagine most people, I'm not the smartest guy, but I'm also like, if you throw eight complicated words together, I'm like, I, if you, it's just best left to do your own research on that. Cause it's just <laughs> me. It'd be like me reading a poem of words you never heard before, you know? Yeah. Well, just know that people smarter than us in this particular field, in mm -hmm. this area seem to be, you know, convinced excuse me, um, that this machine just wasn't a bunch of gobbledygook thrown together, yeah. like in words from some guy who didn't know anything. Now, the interesting part about, and I don't think we want to jump to the end of like debunking him, mm -hmm. um, but because I, I, I think it's fair to say that John Teeter has never been fully debunked mm -hmm. as a hoaxer. But the interesting part about this is, you know, there's one, I, I, I don't know the names of these people, unfortunately, sorry, but you know, people have gone down and tried to debunk it, you know, maybe with the hopes of proving that he's real. Mm -hmm. It was that there's a, uh, there was a lawyer and his brother who was a scientist who were kind of at the end of this rabbit hole that somebody went down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, you know, there was scientific knowledge mm -hmm. and also argumentative knowledge, uh, yeah. you know, that could be used to like, okay, this is how you present a case. Mm -hmm. Right. And any smart, you know, debater or arguer knows that you always use the opposite sides ammunition before they can use it on mm -hmm. you. You use yeah. it on yourself and work it into your argument. So, so that is pretty compelling. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that you kind of mentioned earlier, like he, this John Teeter guy just uh, subscribes to, it's called the mini worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics. So I had to look this up and I needed the dumbest version of this explained to me. So he says, there are many worlds which exist in parallel at the same space and time as our own. So maybe, maybe in his timeline, this stuff happened, but maybe in our timeline, it's didn't happen because he time traveled, right? It's like essentially, but uh, the stuff I read, it's like what you said, it's very small changes, not like civil war to no civil war, you know? Yeah. There's an interesting, um, interesting is the wrong word. There's a really, really good television show that was on FX. I watched it on Hulu, I think at the beginning of the pandemic and oh god I, I can't remember it anyway it's it's kind of like it's it's a limited series and the the central location that everything is like a main character of the show even though it's a place is kind of like a google right mm -hmm. it's this guy who lost his daughter and he's been imagine if like the president or the person who started Google, their whole objective was to try to figure out a way to bring back their dead child. Mm -hmm. Right. And the many worlds interpretation is a key component of this television show. And it's done really, really well. And it's really, really fascinating. And it, it deals with time travel as well. Is it called being parallels? To, yeah. And being able to look backwards in time and forward in time. And it's all about time travel this yeah. tv show and the multi-world and the many worlds 
theory. And to me, it makes the most sense, mm-hmm. I guess, for a guy who is not a scientist, <laughs> yeah, but loves all of this. Um, it, it makes the most sense for me um, when you think about the many worlds and being able to jump from world to world, potentially. Now, if he's trying to stop something, right, which remind me on this on on the John Teeter case. Is mm-hmm. he traveling back in time to try to prevent bad things from happening? What what he he, just... sa- he said what he was doing, he's he's traveled from 2036 and he's based in Tampa, Florida as a soldier. He was assigned uh a, the government time travel project has sent back to 1975 to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer which was needed to debug various legacy computer programs in 2036. He said he had been selected for the mission specifically given because his paternal grandfather was directly involved with the assembly of the 5100 computer, the IBM. And he said he stopped in the year 2000, quote, for personal reasons to collect pictures lost in the future civil war and to visit his family of whom he spoke often. Hmm. So he's, he's sent back to this computer to get this computer, but also he's like, let me, let me hey, make a stop here. real quick. Now, listen, as ridiculous as that sounds like, oh, let me stop real quick, pick up some photos. Yeah. Um, as ridiculous as that sounds, if we put ourselves in the position of someone who's traveled back in time and you mm-hmm. had the opportunity to go back and see your family, mm-hmm. I would argue that it, that is a very compelling urge mm-hmm. and it would be very, very difficult to travel back in time and not have the urge to do at least one thing for yourself. Oh yeah. That miraculous opportunity to actually time travel. I mean, I think it's, I think it's foolish to think that any of us would be able to be like, Nope, got to stay on the mission. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and be so disciplined in such a way when your bosses are potentially not even born yet. Like you're not going to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there's nobody's there to, <laughs> but bust it's, you. it's also weird to go back to the year 2000 and be like, let me get some pictures, but not be like nine 11. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but if you say, if you started talking about nine 11, that's the thing with time traveling is who's going to believe you first off. How do you know? And also then you, when you say I'm a time traveler, nobody though, you're like, Oh, okay. So you you need like a a pre nine eleven to like to be like see I was right now let's talk about nine eleven you know like mm-hmm. how do how do you go back and if somebody said oh there's gonna be a a disaster and then I'm a time traveler nobody's gonna believe you you know yeah it is it's the ultimate conundrum mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say I have experience with this. But I mean, I kind of have experience with this. With with time travel, with communicating with someone who claims to be a time traveler. How so? Now, this gets dicey for me to be able to discuss, and I'm not trying to be like you know the government has told me not to talk about. This. I love uh, anytime somebody from a Bigfoot show or anything is on a late <laughs> night. Like oh, we got a lot of stuff that we're. T- we're working on, but uh, we can't talk about it. I love that. That's my favorite aspect of all those. Yeah, yeah. But please so, go ahead with whatever you whatever you have. Now, there's I was I was um, there's someone did hit me up on Twitter mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and um, 
claiming to be a time traveler. Mm -hmm. And from the best of my internet sleuthing abilities, I was not able to quickly debunk or just disregard this person. Mm -hmm. And their language is so strange, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's not, I've, I've got it brought up just in case we got into this. Um, now, I just want to warn your listeners that I am in no way saying that this person is a time traveler. Yeah. Um, and we have a, you know, a little bit of a dialogue going on. Um, I was presented the opportunity to ask questions mm -hmm. about time travel in general. When, so, when did they contact you, by the way? This was um, our first our first correspondence was November 29th, 2019. This was okay. a direct message correspondence after I had been tagged in a tweet or something. Mm -hmm. And I think I responded. And then this person thanked me for responding. Um, and they said that we reached out to us to scores of others and only you helped. I find that exceptional. Um, no, they asked me for a PO box or or numbers. This is this is interesting. They didn't call it address. They called it um, if you have a PO box or the numbers for where you receive your letters, we can send you a token of appreciation, non-monetary. Unfortunately, be well. I did not send an address to mm -hmm. a, you know a stranger, um, potentially from the future. Uh, it took me a while to respond to that. Um, eventually. Um, let me see here. Okay. So I ask questions about the future. Um, and they, this person tells me that they have a difficult time trying to understand. Uh, the biggest difficulty for them is trying to understand that they are from the future mm -hmm. being in this current time and the effect that it has on you psychologically and physically, um, that it, it makes you feel like you're crazy essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, which I guess makes sense, right? But um, this person says, uh, it's difficult to know where to start. Time is kept based on light received from the stars, but I'm from around 2450. 2450, so okay. 400 years from now. Um, and then it says, I think. Man, sorry. I have to get off this. Um meaning Twitter, like the yeah. computer, the device. Um, they told us not to say anything during our, quote, transition time, end quote, because back now people are put in institutions for saying what we are. They told us we'd forget and that we'd become part of this world. This I recall clearly. Now, these are just excerpts from some of the things that I mm -hmm. thought were interesting and compelling, um, even if it's all just fairy tale, you know, science fiction that this person's yeah. just having fun with a paranormal podcast person. Um, so I ask, is there a specific reason you have been sent back in time to this period? Let's see if they answer that because it, it goes. Um, shoot, sorry, this is hard to keep track of. Um, oh, I asked, are there any others mm -hmm. been sent back and. The person responded, I don't know of any others like me. I have come across stories from your slash our past that seem credible when compared to what I know of my birth times, quote, timeline, end quote. But no, I have no concrete knowledge of others like me. 
Sorry, that's all I have for today. Today was less hard than most uh, than most others. What does their profile look like? You don't have to give me a name. Obviously, you don't. You don't. You don't have to. But um, it's like an old photo of like an old, like one of the. I think like just like an old old timey like person, like from strange like if I mean almost like the Civil War or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not a future. They have zero followers. They are following zero people. Um, they're at one point they say, I just saw this today going back over this. And I was like, holy shit, how did I miss this? At one point they say, um, there's, uh, feel free to use, what does it say? It says, feel free to use my numbers to call with your tech to call my tech, which I'm trying to translate into like, Oh, you mean phone number? Yeah. And I look and there's no phone number. There are some numbers here and there, but I haven't been able to decipher this. And cause I just realized this right before we started recording. Yeah. Um, but the point is they're, they're, they're saying interesting things they're, they're talking about, and this is, they're also saying that going forward in the future is difficult, but they're saying coming back, um, the, the most interesting thing about coming back into this time period is the individuality, uh, that we have. And mm-hmm. also our humor, apparently our humor is very fascinating. Yeah. And apparently you and I are going away are. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Funny There's people. no need for comedians once we've all evolved. Did they give you like, so you asked what, what happens in the future? What did they say? Or did you say um, something yeah, like that? I'm trying to think here. Uh, yeah, I see. There's okay. There is no known way to move forward in time. There were theories, but in practice, going forward in time and my birth time is as theoretical as any time travel is back now. Meaning in our time. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "What's the biggest thing you miss from your from the future?" And they said, "I used to long for my music, but that has eased. Music in my birth time is really more just a raw transfer of emotion. Audio drugs might be a fitting comparison." Okay. Which I thought was one. I could see that just music now being an audio drug. It really Mm -hmm. can change your mood. Mm -hmm. And I said, why'd you come back? Right. And they said, I can't speak for everyone, but I wanted to come back now for the humor, individualism, and I guess curiosity. Uh, Please give me time. I've got to go, but I pledge to try and answer your questions eventually. Aside from your patience, can I ask another favor? I'm sure you would anyway, but please keep my anonymity. Do that this person ha- does have a name? No. So what what, no, it, what I don't would... have any other information. And it's been a minute. I mean, they yeah. they asked me some questions. The last correspondence we had is all of this and they sent me some long messages here and then they actually asked me some questions um at the very beginning of this year and I I never responded. So they contact you in 2019 and nowhere did they, did COVID-19 come up or coronavirus? Um, Cause I feel like there's some, there's some tentpole events. You could say nine 11, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 2008 housing crash COVID, 
those are i feel like yeah i asked more big questions i suppose yeah. i never but asked he didn't about say COVID 19 or anything or like they that or whoever they are yeah. yeah i um no they didn't and what's interesting is this is 430 years in the future right yeah that this person is potentially coming back from so if we were to look back on the year let's say 1590 yeah, I don't know anything from. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea about anything that happens in the year 1580. Now, granted, I'm not traveling back to that time period. Mm -hmm. And um, so I have no reason to know of anything that may have occurred back in the late 16th century. Now, that's not to say that this person maybe should not have mentioned COVID-19 because it, it seems like a pretty big deal. Yeah, because uh, it's a worldwide event. Now, this is where it starts to like rattle my cage a little bit is. What if in the big scheme of time and over the course of events that are going to be happening over the next, you know, 400 years, that COVID-19 is essentially just a mosquito bite, like meaning like it's nothing, right? Yeah. It's no uh, World in War comparison III. to World War Three or, you know, climate change. And this is where, you know, I think time travelers really do. I think you'd really be remiss if you are a time traveler and you didn't talk about climate change and overpopulation or mm -hmm. And by overpopulation, I mean of specific areas, not in general. Yeah. Um, I know that's such a, like a, it's such a hot button word nowadays, especially for like hardcore conservatives, mm -hmm. um, which is just kind of like dog whistle way of saying like, there's not enough white people anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, it, you know, when it comes to, you know, climate refugees, which we are definitely probably going to have in the future. Um, and there's certain cities in the United States already that have declared themselves climate refugee cities, mm -hmm. um, you know, places that already know just from the scientific projections that they're not going to be devastated by mm -hmm. climate change and they'll actually be good spots to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I could definitely see when they're talking about border disputes, you mm -hmm. know, just imagine in 15, 20 years, if climate change goes unchecked all those millions and millions of people from Phoenix who live in a desert mm -hmm. headed North, right? Cause they got to go North. And, mm -hmm. um, you think that would be, you know, a specific thing, a time traveler could, could mention. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the, the, the vagueness of it is, is more efficient than predicting, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and because there are people out there, there's psychics and people like that who aren't afraid to like make a very, very specific prediction. Yeah. And they're not always right. And, and, you know, there's plenty of cult leaders that can uh, raise their hand when we mention this kind of thing when it comes to like predicting the future. But when it comes to actually traveling through time, you know, it gets to the spiritual mystical part of it. But if yeah. you are able to predict the future. And in some kind of way, you are essentially accessing time travel to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Now, physically, maybe not, but, you know, the events and, you know, being able to send your consciousness and access the future mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah. But I mean, that's all on, on a linear. This is all a linear conversation, right? Being able to go forward and backward and all that kind of stuff. Let me ask you that I, I'm always the skeptic. I want to believe in all this, but I ha I have to give it a healthy dose of skepticism. Mm -hmm. Do you think this person on the other end that was corresponding with you is a, could be a troll, could be a, a troll that 
also doesn't speak English very well. Because uh, I think eventually if it was a troll playing the long con, eventually they'd be like, let me get the last three numbers on the back of that card. Let me get the, you know, the bank account or what, but they, they've not asked for any of that type of stuff, right? No, no, no way. I mean, they've asked me like questions about this time period. Yeah. Um, not, not anything personal. Or like do you that. think it's somebody that's mentally ill that really does believe they are from there and they, I mean, they're yeah. corresponding? I think, uh, I think any of this is possible. Now, yeah. I, I mean, I think it, maybe it goes without saying, maybe not, but the last time they responded to me was in March of this year. I've never responded. Uh, and that's when they were asking me a bunch of questions about like, uh, and they're using like terminology that I don't understand and then, yeah. like abbreviations that seem to point to at least a knowledge or an expertise of something that I'm, that's totally beyond me. That is yeah. maybe common language for them and those who know what they're talking about. Like, What's an example of that? Um, you know, some of this stuff I haven't deeply looked into yet. So, yeah. um, but here's one. Have you ever experienced the DS they call DMT? Now I have no idea what DS D period S period means. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no, no idea what, what, what that abbreviation is for. And it says, ignore this. If it seems like nonsense, please. Now about whether or not they, they don't speak English that well, I, I'm inclined to believe that they do because I mean, I'll just read you an excerpt. Like it seems very eloquent. Um, in my birth time, we appreciate study and strive to experience humor of back now, but to know it firsthand is I figure like you now experience the fever of Elizabethan fashion, uh, parenthetically death worship. Like, it seems like, and they also know like words like anywho. So that seems very time specific to use yeah. a word like anywho, which makes me think like, well, you're from this time. Mm -hmm. If you're using the word anywho, unless anywho just, if, if unless made anywho it, is one of those words that made it, yeah, right. <laughs> it made it through. Did, uh, so, did they, this person say where they're from? They're um, from earth, obviously. Um, but they didn't say Phoenix. They didn't say Wausau, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm -mm. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, no, they, they don't, they don't reference their, their origin. Um, they do you reference. Didn't ask? No. Uh, at least let me see. I don't. See, did I ask that question? These are the questions I asked. And some people might be upset like, this is all you asked. Uh, I said, is there a specific reason you have been sent back in time to mm -hmm. this period? Um, there are certain aspects of some of your tweets I recognize, but I do not understand. Is there a specific coding you are using to remind yourself of things and what information is most important to mm -hmm. remember now? Um, do you assume someone else's identity once here and if so how does that happen because how do you just be a person right how do you just be a person who shows up in the past and not have questions mm -hmm. asked about you like who the hell is this person who's now just never been here before but suddenly is here right and who are they and do they check out because there's ways to track people yeah right do you think um, this person thinks that you're also one of them but you no, don't remember they, don't. they do not they think okay. I'm definitely a person from here. Okay. 
uh, from this time. Um, is there any way to get back uh, to when you came from? Uh, is there a reason you reached out to the people you did? If so, what are those reasons? Um, is there any indication of the time period when and where this ability was discovered or mastered by humans? I'm talking about time travel. Mm -hmm. um, now I have to go through all of this again, and I'm, I might even have to print it out because there's even, there's, there's interesting phrases here that are jumping out to me like Satan mechanics and other things. Satan like that. mechanics. Yeah. Which, yeah, I have no idea, man. It's also um, odd that Satan is a thing that's traveled 400 years. Yeah. And I think that it might be a different meaning. I don't yeah. think, I don't think that it is a, uh, you know, you gay know, back then meant something now gay means something <laughs> now, you know? Yeah. And now, so, how, how much do you, if you're going to say one to 10, 10 being this guy's the most real I've ever, you know, I, I would say he's real for sure. Scale of one to 10. How real do you think this guy is? Five. Five. See, this is, this is the conundrum. You know, I have a podcast where the, th the thesis of the podcast is it's more fun to believe. Yeah. And this person who's a time traveler purportedly reaches out to me and starts answering questions if I give them to them. Mm -hmm. And I haven't communicated with this person in eight months or whatever it's, or six months or whatever it's been seven months. Yeah. And cause part of me is like, eh, I think this person's fucking with me. Uh, or I think this person's maybe they just think they're a time traveler. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're like you said that maybe there's an illness here. But then another, you know, large part of me is like, man, if you have a time traveler on the line and you're dismissing them, you're like, you're dropping the ball, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how are you not taking advantage of this opportunity? And who cares if you look like a fool? It looks like the uh, post, uh, the mail carrier is coming for me to sign something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I don't have to sign it. Okay. I just left it at the door. Um, Do you think but, that was uh, the guy? You're right. What if it was, just, what if he, this person just walked up to the window and held a sign that said, I am real. And like yeah. that would prove time travel 100% because they would know that we would be having this conversation talking about them specifically in this, yeah. in this moment. <laughs> if that happened just now, dude, that would have just been like, I would have just been like, I'm signing off and you never, you know, I'm not going to say yeah. you'd never would have seen me again, but I would have been like, take me with you. Let's yeah. go travel time you know i you have your p.o box numbers <laughs> i'd be like dude take me with you <laughs> um yeah so i don't know i think i'm i'm like I, this one could go either way i mean because i believe in time travel and i believe it's possible mm -hmm. um i'm not arrogant enough even though you know i i'm not the guy that a time traveler reaches out to if they want to get their message out you mm -hmm. know what i mean um, I'm not like, I don't think of myself as like, I'm so special that the aliens have talked to me or, yeah. you know, or the time traveler comes and finds me. Um, you know, I mean, we all want to be special. Did um, you talk but, about this on your podcast? Who, who have you discussed? I have not, this? I have not discussed this person with anyone. As, this is the first now. time. This is the first time I've discussed this. Why did you talk to me about it? I don't know. It just like, cause you know, I knew we were going to talk about this today and then I'm like, Oh, shoot. You know what? Remember when that time traveler on Twitter was messaging me and I looked and I went and looked up the messages. Yeah. 
And and now that I'm reading these messages, I'm like, why why have I stopped responding? Can I'm, you I'm sure check their reasons. likes on the their account? Uh yeah. You can do that. Um, yeah, let me uh I would love it if they're corresponding, but then also that a bunch of their likes are like, uh, look at these thick bitches. And it's <laughs> what if it's just all booty, booty, booty videos. No, um, I clicked on their likes. There's only one like. What is it? And it is, I think they liked their own tweet. They liked their own tweet. And let me read you what the treat is or the treat. Um, oh, it's to a person. Um, I know you won't believe it, but if you were to die today, future minds, parenthetically people appreciate you. I'm willing to discuss the future with you privately. If it will influence your parenthetically current positions, not in public, we love you. Um, now, the only thing I'll tell you about this person that they tweeted at is the person that they tweeted at is a scientist at MIT. And they are, um, it looks like they specialize in robots and humans. So that's the only like they have, reaching out to this scientist at MIT, mm. telling them that apparently this person has... Um, done something that future people will appreciate. Do you Which think that person has done something currently? I have, no, I have no idea. They, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, working at MIT is a pretty good accomplishment to, for starters. Um, the, uh, oh no. Then this person just tweeted, Elon buying Twitter is good for the world. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm not on board anymore. <laughs> they did tweet that? The, who, the person, who, the, the scientist? The per no, yeah, the, the scientist, time not, not the time traveler, the scientist. Um, Do you think that's Elon? Who, the, the uh, fake time <laughs> traveler? Yeah, yeah. It could be Elon. I mean, I mean, what a great troll if it is, because... Um, I don't know. I'm not exactly quiet about my disdain for Elon Musk, but yeah. Um, you know, I just realized the other day someone was telling me that apparently he's like having a bunch of babies on purpose. He's got like nine kids, like a lot, as as does Nick Cannon. So what do those two guys know? <laughs> but apparently Elon Musk is like on the record and being like, I need to have as many children as I can because of the population decline. <laughs> 10 children and he's like worried he's like saying that you know population decline is uh a real threat to the future existence of human beings so i need to put as many baby elons out there so there's yeah. smart baby smart people in the world or something like what just a what a pain i think i think it's okay to just say i'm trying to get my nut yeah i think <laughs> just, it's just just admit you're horny bro yeah well i i mean i i, I had other notes but i feel like I don't, we can't top you talking to a time traveler, Ryan. Well, you know, it's if this person ends up being a time traveler, um, you'll probably be the second person to know. Mm -hmm. um, and 
yeah, I'm going to have to reach out, reach back out to this person and see if they respond. And if they do respond, I'll update you. Yes, please. And I, I do you have a keep... question? Do you have a question you want me to ask? Um, if you could ask me... a time traveler or someone who's a real time traveler, if you could ask them a question, what's it going to be? And I'll ask it for you. I, now you put me on the spot. Now I'm, I was being a skeptic for you. And then you're asking me to, you're being a skeptic for me to, to have a question. Um, I don't know what, uh, I guess let's, let's ask what, what happened to humor from now, 2022 to 400 years from now? Cause you said the, the humor is different. What, how so? Why? That's not a That's great a good, question, but I don't have, off the I top think of it my is head. A, it is a good question. I think, um, cause I'm always like, well, tell me the president's name. Who's leading, you know? Yeah. But, no, that's uh, a good question. Why, why is, why is humor different? What happened to it? That's a very, I think that's a very important question for people like you and me. <laughs> or, or why, why did you come back in time and was, and what's the method? Is it like now or like space travel now is like, you could, if you're rich enough, you could go on vacation to space. What's the person's motivation for coming back to do anything or nothing? Mm -hmm. Um, there is, I'll leave you this one thing. There's, um, they reference a reformed periodic table. Uh, that's different. The periodic table will be different in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Cause I'm sure I asked, you know, how'd you, you know? Yeah. That seems like a question that most people would ask, um, you know, I'll just say this. Uh, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, um, I came back now as a great reward. Very few are sent back. Parenthetically, at least from my part of the world, I'm unaware of how other nation states perform sendbacks, if at all. Uh, the preparation, vetting, training, and actual procedure involved in sending someone back is very expensive. Also, there are requirements that you have to have to pursue from a young age. We call them austeries. But unlike back now, there's no religious connotation to the word. Basically, you have to avoid, I don't know how to say it accurately. Um, I plan on keeping the strength to answer at least one of your questions, but perhaps I can give insight toward another to explain austerities. Anyway, so uh, hmm. I'll ask you that on a scale of it's one a, to it's ten. It's a privilege, it sounds like. One to ten, ten being you're really messing with me. How much are you messing with me? One. I mean, I'm just reading you straight up from the yeah, from the my Twitter DMs right now. Because um, I'd be, I'd have to ask that question. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were asking me. Um, are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you making this up for me? oh ask this person that no no i'm asking you <laughs> are you messing with me no i'm not but this isn't some elaborate oh i'm gonna pretend like someone from twitter is a time traveler just yeah to, you know no 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 if I'm you're not... gonna do it to me i, I would have chosen a bigger platform but, <laughs> uh... no i'm not making this up um for you this is yeah. something that uh, our conversation reminded me about mm -hmm. an interaction i was having that i have totally forgotten about uh until this came up well and let me let me ask you how are you gonna forget that you talked to a time traveler 
I I think because towards the end I was just like this, there's no way this is real. Yeah, and yeah. I just kind of like discarded it, and um, because I've had people I've had people do this before. Mm-hmm. I've had people email me pretending to be other people. Well, what's different about this one? Um, I, you know, I don't. I, it's hard to tell. Like when someone decides to pretend to be somebody else and then they're messaging you, it's you know, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. until sooner or later, hopefully there's some kind of, you know, sign or clue that like, Oh, this person's messing with me. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of go radio silent and don't respond to that person. But, um, so now if that person is like trying to be like malevolent, um, then they'll usually respond to you like, you're an asshole anyway, you're blah, 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 or something yeah. like that. Right. Um, this person has not done that. So, once I didn't respond, they have never followed them. Be like, why did you stop messaging me? You know, like, yeah, there's none of that child. You're, there's you're none of that foolishness bitch. happening. You wouldn't, yeah, right? you so. wouldn't have sex with me. Now you're a fat bitch. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think that's how we wrap this up. And I, uh, here's, here's the thing I was, uh, I found that I, I thought was interesting. It's from, uh, Stephen Hawking. From his book, uh, Black Holes and Baby Universes, which that's I keep that on my shelf. I don't know about you, Ryan, but uh, just a baby universe doesn't seems like a crazy thing to to even call something. But he says the best evidence we have that time travel is not possible and never will be is that we have not been invaded by hordes of tourists from the future. That is interesting. I mean, but it could I be. To, sounds like your guy may be a. Oh, he's kind of he's kind of got that touristy vibe, doesn't he? Because he says it's a great reward and a privilege to be able to come back here, and curiosity has driven him. Now that's interesting because I have an old joke that I've never gotten to be able to work. That um, you know, it's like who's going to be, you know, which amongst us are going to be in the zoos of the future, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, those of us who don't who don't evolve. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, basically I feel like he's talking about that, um, that there would be hordes of future us coming back to look at how like just stupid we all are or yeah. like how Mel remember how, look how simple they are. Look at them. Mm-hmm. They're just all walking around now with like just these phones in their hands, how like, we look at cavemen back then. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if given the opportunity to have a glimpse, like standing up on a hilltop, looking down at like a bunch of cavemen interacting or doing Mm -hmm. something, um, I'd be hard pressed to say that wouldn't intrigue me. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think if I was a space tourist, Ryan, I'd pop out of the time machine and I'd say, wear the airbrush (laughs) t-shirts. That's what I'm here for, baby. We had those when I not even a keychain. (laughs) <laughs> not even a keychain with my name on it oh <laughs> what uh take me back take me back ryan pl- plug uh plug whatever you'd like to plug and let's get out of here uh ryan singer the supernatural is a uh full-length comedy special that'll be uh coming very very soon i'll be updating on all that on my socials at rising r-y-s-i-n-g on twitter and on instagram uh, Ryan Singer comedy on TikTok, um, yeah. RyanSingerComedy.com has links to everything. I think there's a link tree there that has links to all of my stuff, my book, my podcast, my comedy, my tour dates, et cetera, et cetera. So 
yeah, all kinds of good stuff. And I'm uh, also, I will also be releasing a paranormal investigation series, documentary series that I've been putting together uh, as a companion piece with the special, the supernatural mm -hmm. that was filmed at the same school where I filmed the stand-up comedy special. Well, Ryan, thank you for being on. And when you have updates, you can come back on the show. Oh, that'd be great. I appreciate it. And so I look forward to that future. Yeah. I'll see you in the future. future. Yeah, I'll see you in the future, buddy.